and welcome back to another episode of the Practice Players Podcast. Today's going to be episode 11, and I'm alongside Daniel, Nick, and we're the Practice Players. So today, there's going to be no guest, but this is going to come out on the day of the first games of March Madness, not the uh, first four, but the round of 64, and just going to sort of go through, brackets are out. And just sort of talk through some of these games for anyone who's interested, get some insight, except when Dan's talking. So without further ado, let's let's get straight to it. So I guess we'll just sort of go game by game. Stuff needs to be said. Stuff can be said. And uh, yeah. So in the South region, the 116, Alabama versus Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, I believe. No disrespect to them. I'm assuming that's what the CC stands for. And... I mean, I got Bama. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I don't think this one really needs to be debated that much. Once we get into the further rounds, we can we can talk about Bama. But... Yep, Bama as well. So then the 8-9, Maryland, West Virginia. Might might be a little Big Ten bias, but I do like Maryland. I mean, they, they play pesky defense, have some ballers. You know, Jameer Young can score with anyone. Dante Scott's a beast. And I just feel like they have more dudes than West Virginia. And at the end of the day in the tournament, you know, the best players typically win the game. So I'm going to go with the eight seed Maryland. This one was tough for me. I, I did multiple brackets and I actually split my decision between the two of these. I think that they're both very similar teams. They're both very defense oriented teams. Uh, I would also say Jameer Young is the best player in this game. So I think that that does give Maryland the advantage. I think Eric Stevenson for West Virginia is also very good. And if he catches fire and scores 18-plus in this game, I think West Virginia could win. So for me, this is a 50-50 toss-up. They're both in tough conferences. I think it will be one of the better games we see on Thursday. But um, if I had to have one pick, I would probably pick Maryland as well. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of what Dan said, these are two very, like, gritty defensive-minded teams coming from two very tough conferences. Obviously, they both didn't have the conference showings that they wanted to, but I think 50-50. I actually went with West Virginia in our bracket, but Dan, like Dan said, it's a 50-50. So then moving on to the 5-12 in the South region, I got San Diego State beating Charleston. I know Charleston you know, runs and guns, shoots a lot of threes, but To me, San Diego State's just too experienced, too old, too many vets, and they're just not going to go out in the round of 64 with all those dudes ending their careers this year. The only way I see San Diego State losing is them letting the travel get to them. They are having to travel over 3,000 miles to play this game, opposed to Charleston having to travel less than 500. So this is definitely, that's an advantage for Charleston. It's going to be more of a home game for them. But San Diego State's, again, the much better team, the much experienced team. Charleston won 31 games this year. They had a fantastic year. They were great. But I, I agree. San Diego State's just too experienced. Matt Bradley, uh, Nathan Mensa, Lamont Butler, they're just, they just have guys. So I, w- I would take SDSU as well. Yeah, I have SDSU over, and over Charleston here too. I think if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure in – ESPN's like stats for most picked upset game. This was the one 
that people were picking Charleston because, you know, they love to see the run and gun three show everybody jacking threes. I, I just think San Diego State is too disciplined defensively playing them twice this year. They're just grown men. They like, like Dan said, they, they, they have so much experience and they like with the veteran veteran experience they're they're just going to take care of business yeah no we we all agree on that and going to the 413 virginia Furman with my first big upset actually a Furman. you know virginia is a very good team but they slow the pace down they like to methodically run their offense they keep the game close they shorten possessions and Furman's a team that can score their top two scores i believe it's bothwell and slosson sorry if i butchered the names I was looking at the stats when I was making my bracket because I spent way too much time doing that. But their top two scores combined for like 27 points, both shot over like 50% from the field. So, I mean, they have guys that can score. And I think like all their starters were in double digits or four of the five. So to me, I feel like they can get the points up. Virginia slows the pace down. And I think that game's going to be very close. And give me the first upset. Give me Furman. I'm actually going to also agree with you on this. I, I have Furman in both brackets. I think that uh, Virginia is a team that is very reliant on having a phenomenal defensive night in order to win. I just don't think that they have enough offensive firepower. Um, guys like Reese Beekman, Armand Franklin, Kai Clark, they're great guards and they're phenomenal defensive guards and they, they know how to put the ball in the basket, but it's at how frequently they're going to do it. And I think that Furman, they shoot 36% from the year from three. And that that's that's a pretty solid clip. And if they can start knocking down threes in this game, I could very well see Furman with the upset. You guys make some valid points, but I have Virginia here. I think this game's in the low 60s, high 50s. And I think I think Virginia's been there before. And so I, I just think they pull out like a bloodbath and just take care of business in this game. Dan, I have to take back my remarks I said about you earlier and transfer them to Nick. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But the 6-11, this is interesting. It's Creighton at the 6, NC State at the 11. You know, Smith, phenomenal guard for NC State. I think he's going to be a good pro player. But to me, Creighton at that 6 line, I mean, preseason, I had them in a preseason Final Four. They're just too experienced, too good. Cockbrenner, Nemhar. Arthur Kamula, sorry if I butchered that, Baylor Shireman, they just have too many guys. And NC State, you know, it's sort of just shut down Smith. I know they have a few other dudes, but Creighton just is too good to lose that game. I'm going to agree with you again. I, I also have Creighton. I look at this <laughs> matchup, it's like, like you said, I mean, those guys are great. And, and, Ken, and Ken Palm. Creighton has a top 30 offense and top 30 defense. Only five other teams in the country have that. This is a team that's experienced. Greg McDermott's been here before. And I, I'm going to go, I'm also going to go with Creighton. I just think they're more balanced than NC State. I also went with Creighton here. I think you guys both made, like, hit it on the head, great points. I just want to point out when, when Dan says, I'm agreeing with Dave, Dave just lights up, just the smile on his face. Just love to see it. But yeah, I, I also went with Creighton here. I just think, like you guys both said, I just think they can just take care of business. So moving on to three Baylor, 14 UCSB. I have Baylor. Don't really want to spend the time going into that. If anyone has the upset, feel free. I also have Baylor. I have Baylor as well. Figured. All right. The seven Missouri, 10 Utah State. 
to me, I have 10 Utah State. I think they're actually the better team. You look at the body of work. I mean, Missouri had a few upsets, but they also had some big losses. Utah State was consistent all year. And they can shoot the three. They got three, four dudes that, I mean, can light it up. I just feel like they're going to simply outshoot Missouri in that game. And give me the 10 seed. Well, this is my first pick that is opposed to David. I have seven seed Missouri. Um, Kobe Brown is uh, Missouri's best player, averages 16 points per game. I just think he's too much of a matchup nightmare for Utah State. I don't think they have anybody that can guard him. I, I simply think that Missouri's the more physical team. They've played tougher competition in the SEC, and they're going to be ready for this game. So uh, I have the Tigers in this one. I also have Missouri. Um, I would agree with Dave. Utah State shoots the crap out of the ball. They lit us up at our place by 20-plus. They're a very sound and fundamental team. They run what they run, and they're good because of it. I, I would just I would say Missouri. Like, Utah State has the veteran leadership. You know, they have some 23, 24-year-old guys. But I, I do agree with Dan. Like, the SEC play um, will help Missouri here. So I think Missouri takes care of Utah State. Then to round out the round of 64 in the south, two-seed Arizona, 15 Princeton, Give me Wildcats. Yeah, I it almost got excited there. I, I have Arizona. That's yeah, Arizona as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, so then moving on to the East region, 116 matchup, Purdue. Just Purdue. Yeah, did you see the the, uh, the head coach of Fairleigh Dickinson yesterday? I don't know if you guys saw his quote. He says, "The day as the days go by, I feel more and more likely that we're going to beat Purdue." But I still have Purdue. With that being said, I still have Purdue. I have Purdue as well. If anything, that makes Purdue focus more and want to just blow them out. Yeah, I think I online I saw that clip. I think the coach was getting overhated though. It's like you gotta psych your guys up and believe. Like, what's he going to do? Go in there and be like. Yeah, you know, pretty produce tough. Just got not nah, like you got you got to hype them up. That's the only thing to do. I, th- I think that's a good job by their coach. But moving on to the eight nine Memphis and FAU, it's an interesting matchup. FAU's phenomenal all year. I love their coach Dusty May, former manager. But Memphis is just too good. Davis and Williams. I mean, they combined for like forty points. Both probably going to be in the league at some point in some capacity. They just they just have the star power. So I have Memphis. I I also have Memphis. They just came off winning the American Championship versus Houston, who's a, a number one seed in this tournament. Uh, like you said, you hit it on the head with Davis and Williams. Those two are outstanding. Uh, Davis, that SMU transfers looks terrific for Memphis this year. And if if their guys like Jaden Hardaway and Alex Lomax can get going, th- this Memphis team could make a run for sure. So I like them in this game. Yeah, I also went with Memphis here. I think you, yeah, you guys saying winning, winning the uh, conference tournament, beating Houston, that was a big win leading into this tournament, and I think they're hitting their peak right, right up at the right time. And going on to the five twelve, Duke Oral Roberts. A lot of people like Oral Roberts for the upset, but I, I just don't see it. Duke's too talented, too hot, too well coached. They're not falling for that trap at all. Yeah, uh, so Duke is 17-1 and one when their entire roster is healthy. 
And with Proctor and Roach back in that backcourt, Roach can finally take a scoring role. I think that helps Duke in making a run. Uh, Lively's finally starting to play. Uh, he's not scoring at a high volume, but he's finally starting to be a defensive presence they thought he'd be. So I just think it's going to be too much for Oral Roberts. So I'm going to take Duke. Yeah, I'm going to take Duke as well here. I'm for sure going to watch that game. Max, um, is it – it's not Abmus, it's Acemus or something like that? Yeah, he's, he's extremely fun to watch. Average 24-plus a game this year, just like last year. So I'm definitely going to be tuned into that one. But, yeah, I have to take care of business. Nice ringer, Danny. <laughs> but in the <laughs> – I'm just, I'm just trolling. But in the 413, Tennessee, Louisiana, I have Tennessee. You know, I know they lost their point guard for the season, but I don't see them losing, at least in this round. Uh, I actually have Louisiana winning this game. I think the point guard position is the most important position in college basketball. A lot of people are going to disagree with this upset, but every year there's two or three upsets that you just you don't expect coming. And this is just one that I, I'm, I'm predicting will happen. I think that Tennessee does have still a veteran backcourt with Viscovi and Josiah Jordan-James. But when you look at Louisiana, uh, they, they, to me, I think they can take advantage of Zagai Ziegler um, – injury and and I, I'm gonna go with the upset here. I'm gonna take Louisiana. Oh so with, I went with Tennessee to agree with Dave there. Um I do have some upsets. I don't think this game is gonna be one of them. I would have to agree with you the point guard is the most important position. Um but I just think Tennessee is just like they were top five at one point in the year. They're they're, they're still legit. So I think Tennessee is gonna take care of business. <laughs> So moving on in the East region to the 6-11, 6 Kentucky, 11 Providence. Give me Providence. I think they're, as an 11 seed, probably the scariest draw that you could get for an 11 or lower seed. And the revenge factor in this game, I'm excited to see. Bryce Hopkins played at Kentucky last year. They brought in all the freshmen, sort of told him he's not going to play. So he went to Providence. Now he's averaging like 17 a game. I just like that revenge factor. Ed Cooley always has his teams, you know, playing well. They're usually defense-oriented. This year, they're like top 20 in Ken Palma in offense, but they're bottom 100, or not bottom 100, not top 100 in defense. They're like 103. But I think, you know, Ed Cooley's the type of coach can psych his players up, and that defense will elevate at this time. In Kentucky, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get. This is a worse team than they had last year, and I think Providence is a better team than who Kentucky played last year. No disrespect to that magical run, but yeah, I have Providence. I I also have Providence with this eleven six upset. Um, it's tough because <laughs> I I don't I don't like picking teams that lose the year before. I don't know like how St. Peter's beat Kentucky last year. I don't know if that's just me, but I don't like picking teams that lose the year before because I feel like they come back different the next season, but especially with a guy like Oscar Sheepway, who's on that team last year, coming back this year. But I, I really like the matchup for Providence. Like Dave said, they're top 20. Hopkins, I think, will have a massive game, revenge-type game for, for Providence. And I, I, I think the Big East this year was criminally underrated. And there are a lot of great teams in that conference. So they have the, the, the teams to um, – they've had the teams to compete with this year. So I'm also going to go Providence. I uh, I guess I'm the odd man out. I went Kentucky. The point that you made, Dan, I, I also agree with 
like it's hard for me to go against the team that lost to St. Peter's last year. And, you know, coach Calipari, I don't think is going to lose two back-to-back round of 64 games. I just don't see it happening. And this Dave, like you said, this is the most entertaining, in my opinion, six eleven game. I think Providence should have been a little bit higher of a seed, but yeah, I just, just give me Kentucky here. Moving on to that 314, Kansas State, Montana State. I have Kansas State. No explanation. Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, I can see as well. I actually, I put Montana State on the board. I felt as if, and this is a little newbie of me, but I, I felt like I didn't have enough, you know, shocking ones. I, I, I don't know if that's a... Smart tactic, but normally the people who have the best brackets are the ones who just click random buttons. So those are, that's my reasoning behind just picking Montana State. I do think Kansas State's going to win, but I actually have Montana State on on my bracket. It's fascinating. <laughs> so moving on to the 7-10 matchup taking place in the beautiful city of Columbus, we have Michigan State and USC. Think it's think it's a good game, but you know what does John Rothstein say? January, February, Izzo. Tom is a 25 consecutive March Madness, just coaching diff. No disrespect to USC. Uh, their coach is also phenomenal, but Izzo's just on another level. The veteran team, Joey Hauser, Jaden Akins, Matty Sissoko, AJ Hogard, Tyson Walker, who's a bucket. They just, they have too many vets. They have the best coach in America, in my opinion, after Chris Holtman. So give me the Spartans. I'm also going to go Michigan State here. I we were able to play USC this year, and the one time we played them, we 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 kind of destroyed them, and that was a little sh- like I'm being real. Like we we it was never in doubt. And when I saw that, I was like, "Is USC as legit as we're as we're thinking they are?" And and Boogie's terrific, and Drew Peterson, their guard position is terrific, but they have nobody in that front court that's going to be able to to, to stop Joey Hauser or or, or AJ Hogarth driving to the basket or Tyson Walker. There's just there's there's not enough room protection for USC, and I think Michigan State will take advantage of that. They're the uh, uh, older team, the more experienced team, and uh, like you said, Izzo and March is just he's he's a lock. So I'm going to go Michigan State. Yeah, kind of contradicting what I said earlier about guard play. I think the big the big men in this game for Michigan State just take it over and just just take care of business. Not much more needs to be said about that one. Yeah, I don't think USC has an answer for our boy Jackson Kohler either. But moving on to the 215, I have Marquette over Vermont. No real explanation needed, just better team. Not going to lose. I, I also have Marquette, and I really like Marquette. But I will say the, the um, Vegas has Vermont only 10.5-point underdogs, which is by far the lowest of the 15 juice. So just to keep that... In mind, Vermont is probably the best 15 seed we have in the field. I do think Marquette will win, but I do think that this game could be surprisingly close. I also have Marquette. Um, yeah, I, I don't think much more much more needs to be said. <clears throat> so moving on to the Midwest. One Houston, 16 Northern Kentucky. At Houston, probably the best team in America when fully healthy. Yeah. Yep, Houston. 
So moving on to the 8-9, Iowa-Auburn. This is sort of a battle of strengths. Auburn, Auburn, yeah, tongue twister. Auburn can be, you know, sort of shaky on offense, but they always have a great defense. Iowa, not very good defensively, but, I mean, they can score 100 in a college basketball game. In this 8-9 matchup, you know, defense wins championships, but an elite offense can win you a game or two. And if Auburn struggles to score, they just can't keep up with the scoring of Iowa. So I took the Hawkeyes. I also have Iowa. Auburn actually ended the season really poorly. They were fifteen and three at one point, and I believe they finished their season three and nine or three and eight. They they lost eight of the last eleven or nine of the last twelve to end of the year, and that's not great momentum heading into the tournament. And I, I think Iowa, if they can catch fire, they're a, a highly Chris Murray's phenomenal. They're they're a team that can score eighty five plus against any team in the country um, if they're if they're making their shots. So I also have Iowa in this one. Yeah, I have Iowa. You guys kind of both hit it on the head. I think I think defense does win championships, but offense can win a game or two. It's a great. That's a great. It's a great saying. Thank you, thank you. But moving on to the five twelve, five Miami twelve Drake. A lot of people have the Drake upset. I just don't see it. Nice day, Wong and company. Miami's just too good. They, that backcourt can score. I don't have them losing now. I am a big fan of Drake's music, though. <laughs> I I think that Miami's just just too good. Uh, Jim Jim Larigaya is one of the most underrated coaches in college basketball. Um, their backcourt again, Nigel Pack can't stay transfer. You get Isaiah Wong back. Remember, this team went to the Elite Eight last year, and they're arguably they're actually they're they're much better than they were last year. They were a ten seed last year. They're a five seed this year. And I don't think that their draw is very great. I think Drake's a solid team. And if they have to get to Indiana in the round of 32, I think that's another <laughs> tough game. But if they can get past this weekend, I think they have a, a chance to make a real run. Yeah, I have Miami here too. I'm not buying into the hype of the Drake upset. ESPN actually has this matchup predictor 56-44 Miami, which is a lot closer than other 5-12s, but Still taking Miami here. So in the 413, Indiana, Kent State, I have Indiana. Kent State's a very good 13 seed. I mean, they're very good. You know, being in Ohio, I watched a lot of them this year, but Indiana, just Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen Hood Shafino, don't like the draw for Kent State. I think they can keep it close in the first half, but Indiana's just too good. Mike Woodson is too smart. I just can't see the upset. Yeah, originally I I did predict the upset. I was like, well, well, let's see, maybe maybe Kent State beats Indiana. But kind of as I looked at it throughout the week, I just I think that Trace Jackson Davis is, and, and Jalen Hutchinson are just too talented for this team to lose in the first round. That's just kind of what it came down to. And Mike Woodson is again, like you said, a really really solid head coach, and I think they have a, a better depth than they're given credit for. So I'm I'm going to go with Indiana. Yeah, I also took Indiana. Um. I don't think much more needs to be said. I think Trace Jackson Davis is just going to overpower Kent State. Might even call out a triple-double watch, something like that in the first round. Iowa State and Pitt. This is an interesting 6-11 matchup. I have Iowa State. Now, I think they're pretty decently matched, but Iowa State's just too elite defensively, so 
That's why I went with them. Yeah, Iowa State got to play Big 12 basketball this year. I, I think the Big 12 is is not – I'm not going to say significantly better than the ACC because I think the ACC has got a few great teams this year, but they're, they're better than the ACC. So Iowa State has had um, the tougher competition this season. And, and like you said, uh, Otzelberger finds a way to get it done in March. And uh, I think Jared Holmes and Gabe Kalsher are just too experienced to lose his first round game. So I have, I have Iowa State. I have Iowa State as well. I think you guys kind of both hit it on the head. That's why I went with Iowa State here. The three fourteen, Xavier Kennesaw State. I have Xavier, better team. Yeah, I have Xavier. Yep, agreed. Now this one's spicy. The seven. 10, Texas A&M, Penn State. I liked both these teams coming into Selection Sunday as, you know, sleeper 7 through 11 seeds to make a deep run. And I was very disappointed that they had to play each other. I'm a big fan of what Buzz Williams is about. Listen to a bunch of his podcast episodes he's been on. And, you know, Texas A&M, they play hard, physical, smart. They're a scary team. Penn State, Micah Shrewsbury, Jalen Pickett is in a world of his own. Seth Lundy, Andrew Funk, Miles Dredd, Cameron Winter. They're probably the best three-point shooting team in college basketball. They get them up and they make them. It, it, it's a hard pick. It's a hard pick, but I'm just going to have to go with Penn State. I mean, I think they can match the intensity of Texas A&M. Everyone saw the heart and fight in Penn State in that Purdue game down like 16, five minutes left and came back and could have won, arguably should have won, but – that defense's intensity they can match, and I just think they have more guys who can score than AM, All American and Jalen Pickett. So I'm gonna give it to Penn State. This might be the best matchup of the first round. And I'm I, I, I know Duke or Roberts, a lot of people are excited for that one and, and Creighton C State. This might be the best matchup because Texas AM getting a seven seed draw is terrible. I'm just making the SEC championship, getting second in the SEC regular season to get a seven seed is just awful. I, I I don't think the committee did a good job on that. And then you look at 10 seed Penn State, who just got to the Big Ten tournament as a double digit seed, and Jalen Pickett again, an All American's outstanding. So this is, I think, both teams kind of got screwed in this draw. But I'm I'm going to actually go with Texas A&M. I think that. Uh, Buzz Williams, the better coach in this matchup, I think Wade Taylor is an outstanding guard that can. I, I don't think he can. I don't. He, Jalen Pickett's the better guard, but I think that he can sort of counteract what uh, Pickett does in a way. And I just think that Texas A&M is deeper than Penn State, so I'm gonna go Texas A&M. I actually went Penn State here as well. Um, th- this game had me. I, it took me a while to pick for this game. You know, most of the games that I've had up until this point, I did a few minutes of research. This one took me like 15, 20 minutes to really dive into um, this one. But I actually went with Penn State. I think, I don't know, watching them watching them fight at Purdue when they played Purdue in the tournament, it showed me like they're legit too. I know they didn't have a great year, but they're, they're playing – some great basketball as is Texas A&M. So don't, don't get it twisted, but I actually just went with Penn state here. Moving on to the two fifteen of Texas, big 12 champs, arguably one of the hottest teams in the nation right now. Not much more. Yeah. Texas. Yep. Texas. 
So moving on to this bottom half, try to try to breeze through the West a little bit here. One seed Kansas, sixteen seed Howard, Kansas, yep. Kansas. Uh, eight nine. Talk about it a little. Arkansas, Illinois. Uh, I just think Arkansas. You know, Musselman's gonna have them fired up. Anthony Black, Nick Smith. I just think they are too good defensively and have enough offensive prowess. You know, Illinois, some good guys, Coleman Hawkins, Matthew Meyer, Terrence Shannon. But from an outsider perspective, you know, some of the stuff that's happened this year, like Meyer earlier in the year, Underwood talking about, you know, uh, Shannon's leadership and doing the – I just feel like there's something off with Illinois right now. It's nothing against Illinois, not not based off any knowledge, but just from an outsider perspective – I think Arkansas is more together. They have two, three NBA guys, so I'm taking the Razorbacks. I'm also going Arkansas. I couldn't agree more about Illinois' program and how they've kind of just spiraled into kind of a disaster in terms of the way they've behaved. Um, Arkansas is just – Musselman, again, wins in March. And, however, you know, if he takes a shirt off, if he runs around the court, I don't really care. He finds a way to win. So I, I – I'm going to go with Arkansas. However it gets done, it gets done. Yeah, you guys kind of both hit it on the head. I also went Arkansas here. I just like the two, three NBA guys along with a, a head coach that wins in March. Like you guys said, I just think Arkansas takes care of business here. Five St. Mary's, 12 VCU. A lot of people like the VCU upset. I see it. Very good team, but St. Mary's, just elite defensively all year, and they can shoot threes. I mean, elite defense plus making threes. It's a recipe for success in March, so I have St. Mary's. Uh, I am going to go with the VCU upset. I think that they're extremely good uh, from 94 feet in terms of they're a phenomenal pressing team, and I think that that might get to St. Mary's. They have a freshman guard, Aiden Mahaney, who is really skilled. He's really good, but again, he's a freshman hasn't played in this tournament. I think he'll still have a good game, but you know, when a freshman guard plays a team like BCU who presses and winners of the A10, they're an extremely underrated team who had a great year. So I, I, I think that BCU takes this one in an upset. Yeah, I went St. Mary's. I think they had a phenomenal year apart from their conference championship game against Gonzaga. I, I think apart from that game, they had a phenomenal year. So I think I think they're going to turn that around and win. The 4-13, UConn-Iona, great coaching battle, Hurley and Patino, but I have UConn Huskies just too elite, too elite. UConn at one point this year was the number two team in the country, actually number one team in the country. And and so if they can play like we think their potential is, they, they have a potential chance to make a national championship run. I know how crazy that sounds, but with uh, Adamas Noko, Donovan McClingan, great forwards, great guards. They're, they have, they have a potential to go really far. Yeah. I also have UConn here. I think you guys both hit on that. I actually have them going to the elite eight um, and beating Kansas in, in a sweet 16 matchup, but they, they were at one point, what 21 and 0, 22 and 0 or something along those lines. I, they're, they're, they're going to get some stuff. They're going to get some stuff done this in March. And then moving on to TCU, Arizona State, the 6-11. I think it's going to be a good game. Arizona State just showed what they can do against Nevada. 
think that full court press they run can cause fits, but I still TCU. You know, I like they're battle tested. Mike Miles and company. You know, if they're fully healthy and can get it all together, they're a scary six seed. So I have the Horn Frogs. Yeah, I like TCU. Um, Mike Miles Jr. is terrific, and and uh, Damian Bowe is also fantastic. They have really really good backcourt. There's more experienced teams, so I'm gonna go with, with Jamie Dixon's team in TCU. Yeah, also I'm with TCU. The seven ten Northwestern Boise State. Northwestern, you know, had a phenomenal season making the tournament, but second time in the last in the two thousands or something like that. But they're elite defensively, but at times outside of Bo Bowie, they can struggle to score. I think Boise State, you know, they have multiple scoring options, very good defensively, caused fits. So I'm going with the ten seed Boise State. I wish that the matchups in the 7-10 would have been different because like a Texas A&M Penn State matchup to me, I think both of those teams are better than, than Northwestern and Boise State. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that, but I just think the draw kind of – this is one of the weaker 7-10 matchups in my opinion. I also agree with Dave. I have Boise State. When we watched them play in Vegas, they just – it felt like they didn't miss in, in your guys' game, Nick. And I'm, they just – they were – and then they're – I just think they're they're the deeper team. When you look at it, Marcus Schauber Jr. comes back. They're, I, I, I have Boise State. I just think they're better. I actually went with Northwestern. Um, my pick is strictly on anger towards the Boise State <laughs> program. Um, us, them beating us in the Mountain West tournament makes me want to see them lose. Um, so that was my decision for Northwestern to win that game. Nothing wrong with that. And moving on to the 215, UCLA, UNC Asheville. I mean, I have the Bruins, Westwood. You know, they're too good. Hami Haikes, Tiger Campbell, Mari Bailey, Bona. They're just too good. You know, losing Jalen Clark may hurt them later, but just just too good now. UNC Asheville has no chance, in my opinion. Um, this is going to sound salty, and I understand that. <laughs> And the last two years of 15 has beaten it, too. Okay. My, uh, two years ago, Oral Roberts, unfortunately, beat David C. Ohio State. And last year, St. Peter's beat Kentucky. Now, I, in, I did three brackets. Two of them I picked UCLA. One of them I did pick UNC Asheville because I look at it like this. No Jalen Clark and no Ajim Bona. Though that is tremendous loss to UCLA. Kenneth Nwaba and Mackie Tien are not going to be able to hang if they get to, if they get to the Sweet 16, and that's their picks against Gonzaga. If you're Tim, if, if that's I'm being truthful, if they get to the Sweet 16 and Nuaba and Etienne are their bigs against Timmy, they're not going to win. But if we only round to 34, Dan, I think Drew Timmy's win. not on UNC Asheville. <laughs> but to get to UNC Asheville, I I, I think that again, I, I think UCLA is going to win this game. But I just want to point out that a 15th beating the two the last two years and UCLA seriously injured. So if they get into foul trouble, if one of Hawkins or Campbell gets into foul trouble, watch out. That's all I'm going to say. I think UCLA wins, but just just be be warned. I think US UCLA wins comfortably. I, I don't think they struggle at all this game. So let's sort of all just sort of fly through our round of 32s into the Sweet 16. So I guess let's just go by region. So for the South, I have Alabama beating Maryland. San Diego State beating Furman. Creighton upsetting Baylor. I think they have the pieces to do that. 
and Arizona beating Utah State. Yeah, um, I have Alabama uh, uh, beating uh, West Virginia um, or, or Maryland, depending on what, what bracket we look at. Um, I have uh, San Diego State beating Furman. I have Creighton also beating Baylor, and I have uh, Arizona beating Missouri. I have Alabama beating West Virginia. I have San Diego State uh, beating Virginia. I have Baylor beating Creighton, um, and then I have Arizona beating Missouri. So then in the East, I have Purdue over Memphis, but a good game. Duke over Tennessee, Kansas State over Providence. And I'm going to do it. I did it. I'm going to do it. January, February, Izzo. Give me the Spartans over Marquette. Um, In the East region, I have Memphis upsetting Purdue. I have Duke beating Louisiana. I have Kansas State beating Providence in a super tight one. That one took me a while to, to go with Kansas State side, and I have Marquette handling Michigan State. Yeah, I have Purdue beating Memphis, Duke be- beating Tennessee. Obviously, I didn't take Providence, and then I decided to take Montana State as an upset. So I think Kentucky will beat Montana State, and then I also have Marquette beating Michigan State. But that 7-2 round of 32 game is going to be one of the best games of college basketball thus far. So going to the Midwest... Houston over Iowa, Indiana over Miami. Miami's weakness is rim defense, paint protection. And Indiana has a guy that's, you know, very good down there and also has an elite guard with him and Jalen Huchfino. So I like Indiana there. Xavier over Iowa State. Iowa State's good defensively, but Xavier plays solid defense but has elite offense, gets shots up. And then Texas, Penn State, it's tough. Like Penn State is a 10 seed. I think Texas is a horrible draw as a two seed if they can even get past Texas A&M. So I have to go with the Longhorns. Uh, yeah, I took uh, Houston over Iowa, even though Houston's hurt. I just think that they're, they're so good. Um, I did pick Miami over Indiana. just love the guard play. Uh, I have Xavier over Pittsburgh. I think Xavier's extremely underrated. They could also make a run. And as tough as it is, I have Texas over Texas A&M. A&M had a great year. Texas just... And won the Big 12 championship there. They're tremendous. So I have, I have Texas. Yeah, I have Houston winning. Um, I have Miami beating Indiana. Um, and then I have Xavier beating Iowa State. And then I have Texas. Moving on to the West, Kansas and Arkansas. I think Arkansas can give them a st- scare. I think Arkansas can win. But I still took Kansas, you know, prowess of that team, title defenders, Jalen Wilson and Co. Just too good. St. Mary's UConn. I have UConn, and I think I don't think this game will be close. You know, I like St. Mary's defensively, but I, I don't know if they can hang with UConn. I don't. TCU Gonzaga. This one's tough. This one's tough. I like both of these teams to again make a deep run. Feels like this bracket. A lot of my uh, sleepers going into Selection Sunday or deep team runs that could be like not top two seeds matched up with each other in the first two rounds. So I'm gonna go with Gonzaga. I think they have too much offensively. Drew Timmy, the Vegas boy, Julian Strother, off the bench having a guy like Malachi Smith. I just think they're too good for TCU. And UCLA, Boise State, I mean, no Bona, no Clark, even if they're if Bona's not back for that game, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Give me the Bruins. 
I'm going to go, yeah, I went Kansas over Arkansas. I actually have UConn making a run, so UConn over St. Mary's. Gonzaga is playing some amazing basketball right now, despite this being one of their, I want to say, worst years of the past few years. Um, but they're playing some great basketball right now, and then UCLA over Northwestern. It's getting a little chalky over there in the Walters household. Um, I'm going to yeah. go with Kansas uh, to beat Arkansas. I'm going to go UConn to beat uh, uh, VCU. Um, I'm going to go with Gonzaga to beat TCU. And then in this bracket, I decided to take UNC Asheville. But I don't think they take it to the Sweet 16, so I'm going to take Boise State. It's crazy. <laughs> We're moving on to the Sweet 16 in the South. Bama over San Diego State. I think San Diego State will give Bama some trouble. They're a veteran team, very good defensively. But I just think, you know, Bama's too talented. Brandon Miller, Mark Sears, Noah Clownley, Quinter Lee. I think it's going to be a great game. San Diego State's going to give them competition. But I have Bama. And Creighton, Arizona. You know, Creighton's another one of those teams, you know. I liked them for a deep run. It's unfortunate they match up with Arizona. They had a different two-seed. I'd probably take them, but, you know, it's a matchup from the Maui, Maui championship. I think Arizona's too complete in that front court, too proficient offensively. I like Creighton a lot, but I just can't go against Arizona there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I have I have Alabama and Arizona. Again, Arizona with Zuis Tubilis and Umar Palo might be the best front court in college basketball. Just dynamic wise are just so different and uh, I would, that's what makes them really good so I have Alabama and Arizona meeting the Elite Eight yeah I also have Alabama Arizona in the Elite Eight I I think this this region I just think that Alabama and Arizona are I don't want to say clear favorites to get to that Elite Eight but I just think that they're the two most well-rounded team in this in this uh, region so I think they take care of business moving on to the east my region of craziness. I've when I was making my bracket, I my sweet sixteen had like twenty seven different varieties. But what I locked in on Purdue versus Duke in Madison Square Garden. It's going to turn into Cameron Indoor North. It's going to be a home court advantage for Duke. It's going to be wild, and Duke's the hottest team in the nation. But in case people forgot, they matched up earlier in the season. Both teams pretty much healthy, and Purdue won by eighteen, I believe, in Portland. And, you know, that's not a fluke. Zach Eady, you know, Lively's a phenomenal defender, but Zach Eady's just too much. They move the ball too well, find the shooters. In what might be an upset because of Cameron Indoor North, I have the one seed Purdue beating Duke in a very good game. And then moving down to the bottom side, Kansas State and Michigan State. You know, Kansas State... Phenomenal all year. That backcourt's crazy, but they were picked last in the Big 12, sort of overseeding expectations. Tang did phenomenal in his first year, but don't let Izzo have a veteran crew who can shoot. I think this bottom half of the East region was a phenomenal draw for Michigan State. You know, if they can hit their threes, I'm very high on them. January, February, Izzo, they're going to the Elite Eight. Give me the Spartans. I can sense a little Big Ten bias, but we'll allow it. <laughs> That's just Tom Izzo. And uh, in in the East region, I have Duke beating Memphis. I will agree with Dave that I think that that game is almost a home game for Duke. And if they're matched up with Memphis in this one, I, I think 
uh, that Memphis's luck just kind of fizzles out. And then Kansas State Marquette, I, I might be the only believer of this, but I think Marquette has continued to be underrated all year. They won the Big East regular season. They won the Big East championship. And I feel like they still don't get talked about as a real contender. I do think they're a real contender. I think they have a top three point guard in the t- country in Tyler Kolick. And that went two games in March. So I have Marquette going to the lead eight. Yeah, I have Duke. I have Duke beating Purdue. Um, I think I think home court advantage helps here. I think that that loss that they took earlier in the year, they 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 weren't really at their peak. I think they're hitting their peak right now. You know, just winning the ACC championship. Um, and then I have Marquette beating Kentucky. I, I also I'm very high on Marquette, so I am not asleep on them. I, I see what they have going on over there. Moving on to the Midwest, Houston, Indiana. I like this matchup a lot. I just think Houston's too good defensively. It's going to be a battle, but I feel like they can contain Indiana's star power in Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchifino. And if those two are shut down, I mean, no disrespect to anyone else on Indiana, but no one else is going to be able to pick up the scoring slack. So I have Houston and Xavier, Texas. Xavier came to the year, new coach, Sean Miller. They shoot the three ball incredibly well, but sort of weak defensively. And Texas, I mean, just won. Big 12 tournament, that is. Won the Big 12 tournament. Elite defensively. Have some dogs offensively. So I have the Longhorns. Yeah, this is this is another one of those regions that I, I think is one of the better ones. Um, I have in an upset, Miami upsetting Houston. If we don't know the status of Marcus Sazer, um, because his injury has constantly been lingering. So I, I'm figuring he'll he'll uh, try to play through it, but I don't know if we're going to get an 100% version of him, and I think that Miami takes advantage of that in the guard play category. And then if we look at Xavier and Texas, this is one of, in my opinion, the best matchups in the Sweet 16. I think Xavier, like, like Marquette, the Big East, I feel like was just really underrated this year. Um, but I do think Texas takes this one. They're a tremendous team with a lot of talent, so give me Texas. Yeah, I have Houston beating Miami here. Um, I think that's going to be a, a very, very good game, and Miami could take that game. But I do have Houston beating them, and then I also have Texas taking care of Xavier. Another 1-2 Elite Eight for me there. Moving out west, the region of death, as a lot of people are calling it. I mean, you have a Sweet 16 of Kansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, if the 1-4 through four make it. I mean, that's insane. Like, those teams at one point this year were all like, oh, yeah, they're one seed lock. So Kansas-UConn. You know, I saw a stat. No team came into the tournament and won it. That wasn't top 20 offense and top 39 defense. And four teams met that criteria this year. Texas, Bama, Houston, and UConn. It's hard to repeat. Bill Stealth's medical stuff, it's unfortunate. Came out this morning. He's not going to coach in their first game. Wish him speedy recovery, but... No, no one knows the status of him. I have my first one seed losing. I have UConn beating Kansas. I think, you know, they're elite offensively, elite defensively, have the pieces, have the coaching. So give me the upset. And the 3-2 UCLA-Gonzaga. It's tough. It is very, very tough. Bona's injury is concerning, but from everything I've seen in red, you know, it's not, nothing major. They might hold him out the first game, but should just be a strain. So assuming he's healthy, I'm taking UCLA. 
I like Gonzaga. You know, they're elite offensively, but defensively not so much. Whereas UCLA on Kempom entering the tournament was number one in defense, still have a top 20 offense. And, you know, de- defense does win championships. So with a healthy Bona, I have UCLA taking care of Gonzaga. Uh, yeah, real quick, I have uh, UConn actually also upsetting Kansas. We don't know the status of Bill Self. And I think UConn at one point this year was uh, uh, the best team in the country uh, in the before 2023 began. Uh, and I think that they reembarked that and they upset Kansas. And then I have uh, Gonzaga beating Boise State. I just think Gonzaga will be too much of the Broncos, but they make a cool run to the Sweet 16. So, yeah, my Elite Eight would be UConn-Gonzaga. Yeah, I also have UConn beating Kansas. Um, hoping the best for Bill Self to get back as soon as possible. But UConn being criminally put at a four when they could have been a higher seed, I think they – they're going to make a deep run. Um, and then I have UCLA over Gonzaga. I think UCLA is legit. I know losing Jalen Clark is tough, but they're still legit contenders. So I have U- uh, UConn and UCLA. Right, on to the Elite Eight. Bama, Arizona. Give me the upset. Give me the Wildcats. I think, you know, Bama's elite defensively, but Arizona's elite of elite offensively, very proficient. And, you know, a lot of what Bama likes to do, they play that sort of drop coverage and ball screens where they force you to shoot. And if you don't shoot, you drive in, they clog the paint. You know, I think Kirk Creesa, Courtney Ramey, that drop coverage, Bama's going to have to step up. And that takes away everything that they do defensively because they want to clog you in the paint. I think Arizona's guards more than capable enough, are more than capable enough to shoot draw out that Bama defense, and as soon as they do that, the paint's wide open. And Bama defends the paint in an elite rate, but Arizona's, after Gonzaga, probably the most dominant paint offense. So I just think Arizona counteracts a lot of Bama's strengths. And then, you know, they're just they're just older. And I think Hunger Group from last year, Bama's still phenomenal, but a lot of their main pieces are freshmen. And as we've seen, besides, you know, 2015 Duke, can't have, you know, your top five players, you know, three or four of them being freshmen sort of never works out, so... I'm taking Arizona in the South. I, at first I thought, oh, it's going to be, it's Alabama, they're the best team in the country. But I looked at this matchup time and time again, and after playing them twice this year, uh, Arizona's elite. <clears throat> and I also have the, I have Arizona going to the Final Four. I also agree with Dave. I, I think Arizona would, would win this game. I have Alabama. Um I do think they're the best team in college basketball right now. Um, Arizona is legit. I actually had the privilege of going and watching the UCLA-Arizona game. That was one of the best games of college basketball that I've ever watched at, you know, being in the stadium, um, in the arena rather. But I actually have Alabama beating Arizona here. Moving on to the East. It's a Big Ten party in the East. Purdue, Michigan State. You know, I, I got I got Michigan State making it, you know, this far. Can Izzo get back to a Final Four since, you know, the Cassius Winston company beat that Duke team? I don't think they can. Purdue beat them both times this year. You know, January, February, Izzo exceeded expectations as a seven seed made the Elite Eight. But, you know, Zach Eady, and I, I want to put something on the air. Everyone making their brackets, y'all didn't say this, but everyone making their brackets out there saying, you know, Purdue, one-man show, stop Zach Eady, they're screwed. 
one, easier said than done. Good luck with that. You know, there's few, if any, players in America who can do it. The only person I saw do it remotely decent was Cliff Amori, but they're not in the tournament, Rutgers. And all right, what are you going to do? You double him, you send doubles. They have so many good complimentary pieces. I mean, lawyer, elite, elite shooter, Mason Gillis cl- crashes the glass hard. And Matt Painter, you know, I don't think he's made a Final Four in his 25 years at Purdue or however long he's been there. I think this crew's the year. They're too elite. Zach Eadie's 7-4 mismatch. You double him. They move the ball. They're unselfish. They'll pass that thing around the arc 17 times until they get a wide open three. And then they come and clean it up. I mean, elite might be the best offensive rebounding team in the nation. I'm not sure on that, but I know they're up there. Mason Gillis crashes hard. Edie, Braden Smith, David Jenkins. You know, they have the pieces. They have other guys. And I just think Edie is too much of a matchup. So I have Purdue going to the Final Four and sort of, you know, earn the one seed. And everyone's talking about them like they're a four or five seed. They're tired of the disrespect. And Boilermakers, Matt Painter gets his Final Four. This one's tough for me. I have Duke and Marquette meeting in this one. Two teams from the East. And, and um, while I do think Duke, like you said before, I, I completely agree that it would be uh, essentially a home game for Duke. I just, I've, I've watched a lot of Marquette this year. Shaka Smart is one of the best coaches in college basketball. And this team has constantly been doubted. And I don't know, that just puts a, a sort of a chip on your shoulder. And I think that even though they're a two seed, they would come into this game as an underdog. But I have Marquette making the final. I also have the Duke-Marquette matchup. I I think Marquette, I, I, I agree with what you said earlier, Dan. I, th- I really think people are sleeping on how good the Golden Eagles actually are. So I have Marquette winning this one. So moving to the Midwest, Houston and Texas. Phenomenal matchup. Two of the best teams in the nation. Do a lot of things elite. But to me, I took Texas. You know, if fully healthy, and I'm not trying to backtrack, but if fully healthy, I'm probably taking Houston. But Marcus Sasser's groin injury is scary. I mean, those things usually last three, four weeks. So it's probably going to be lingering, can re-aggravate it at any point. I mean, we saw with Booker, LeBron this year, NBA guys trying to come back with the best of the best medical staff and couldn't. And it scares me. So, you know, I'm taking Texas here strictly as sort of a safer pick. I think they're an elite team, and you're going to see that in a minute. But And they are elite. They could win this game. Fully healthy, I'm probably taking Houston. But Sasser's injury being up in the air, Texas is just the safer pick. I think they have, without Sasser, I think they have an easier path to make it here than Houston does as well. So. I'm taking Texas to go to the Final Four. Yeah, I have in this matchup, Miami and Texas. <clears throat> and uh, I look, uh, this team, this Miami team, reminds me a lot of 2019 Auburn team with uh, Jared Harper and, and, and Bryce Brown and uh, Chuma Okiki. And I think that Miami is very similar to that team. And so I'm going to go with an upset. And I'm having Miami right to the Final Four, and I'm I'm gonna go with the Hurricanes. I just they, they they're they're elite, like I said. I have Houston in this one, and in in my opinion, if Sasser like I I kind of played my Houston selection as if he is over the injury. I I agree with Dave if he's not. 
Texas will probably take care of this one because Texas is playing some amazing basketball right now too. But I kind of played my bracket as if Houston is fully healthy. I know they're not, but getting to that, and you know, it's March Sasser, probably his last year there. I, he, he's going to leave everything he has out there. You know, obviously not being able to play last year. I think Houston makes it to their final four. Moving on to the West of the hardest region, in my opinion, I have four seed UConn, two seed UCLA. And, you know, took UCLA being Gonzaga because I'm assuming bonus healthy. I'm going to do that again. Dancing Westwood all the way to the final four again. You know, I think Tiger Campbell, Hami Haikes might be better than, you know, the guards and wings at UConn. They have some phenomenal guys. You know, Hawkins great, but I just like senior leadership and the abilities of those two. Mari Bailey's sensational freshman. David Singleton, very good complimentary piece. Dylan Andrews was one of the best, you know, freshman point guards in this class coming in, backing up Tiger Campbell. And then a healthy Bona. I mean, that's going to be a battle in the paint between those two centers. But I'm just I'm just taking UCLA, number one defensively all year. Defense wins championships. I get they don't have Jalen Clark, but they still have a lot of other phenomenal guys. And I'm taking the Bruins. Yeah, in this matchup, I have uh, UConn and Gonzaga. These are two teams, I think, um, again, at, at, at points in the year have been top five, um, the four seed and the three seed. Um, I'm actually going to take UConn because I think UConn um, has that run. Dan Hurley's terrific. I, I I just don't see Gonzaga because Gonzaga has had such better rosters over the years. They've yet to win a national championship. And this roster is worse than rosters they've had over the last few years. So I just think UConn's deeper. And I, I've always liked UConn since November when we put them in PK and they kicked our rear. But um, I'm going to say UConn wins this game and, and they head to the Final Four. I actually have uh, UCLA beating UConn. I agree with Dave. Um, this is going to be a bona fide great matchup you see what i did there um ucla ucla will will take care of uconn in this one i like that nick that's good for you that's good for you but uh moving on to our final fours i guess let's sort of all go around and say them and then we'll break them down so i have arizona coming out of the south purdue out of the east and then texas out of the midwest and ucla out of the west so I have a two seed Arizona, one seed Purdue, two seed Texas, two seed UCLA. Um, I have Arizona, Marquette, Miami, and UConn. So I have two seed Arizona, two seed Marquette, five seed Miami, and four seed UConn. I think this year is going to be wild. It's been one of the most wild regular seasons. I think we get a wild postseason. I have one seed Alabama, two seed Marquette, one seed Houston, and two seed UCLA. So for me to break it down, Arizona-Purdue. Matt Painter finally gets to his uh, Final Four. Arizona, under second-year head coach, makes their first Final Four. So it's a great matchup. You know, I I like Purdue as a program. I do. You know, a lot of people within uh, the Big Ten and people I know don't like them simply because they're always good. But, you know, Painter's a class act. Never hear anything bad about him. Always a friendly person. Their team, you know, they don't have any, you know, a-hole, so to speak. You know, Zach Eadie's a phenomenal player, phenomenal person. 
after they whooped us in their place, I saw a video. He was signing autographs for kids like 70 minutes after the game, still in his jersey. So, I mean, they're, they're a hard program to hate, even though they whooped down on us twice this year. But Arizona, I think, just matches what Purdue wants to do so well and then is even better at it. You know, Purdue's still young. Braden Smith, starting point guard's a freshman. Lawyer's a freshman. Arizona's elite in the paint. I think it's, you can't necessarily, you know, eliminate Zach Eady. I think they can cancel him out with Balo and uh, Tabellis down there. And then I think it just simply comes down to guard play where Kirk Creesa and Courtney Ramey at this point are just simply better than any guards Purdue has. So for that reason, I have Arizona going to the national championship in the Midwest, Texas, UCLA. This game's interesting. I've gone back a lot of times, you know. UCLA, would love to see them there. They're a fun team, you know, elite defense. But without Jalen Clark, I think this is the game that gets them. You know, I think they can get by Gonzaga. You know, they can get by UConn. But Texas just has those elite guards. I mean, Serge Jabari Rice with that pump fake. Marcus Carr. I just think Texas has too much. And I have them going to the national championship. So I have Arizona and Texas. Um, so I would have Arizona and Marquette on my left side of the bracket. I think that's a really good matchup. I think it's it's going to be tough, though, for Marquette to be able to stop both Tubilis and Balo. Um, so I do have Arizona make it to the national championship. You could call it Pac-12 bias, but I just think that Arizona is so complete in terms of the fact that they have elite guard play with with the transfer in Ramy, Creesa, uh, uh, Pele Larson, Henderson. They have elite guards, and they also have two of the best bigs in the country. And then on my right side of the bracket with Miami and UConn, I think Miami's had a great run, but I think it stops here because they're not going to be able to stop the the one-two punch of Sunoco and Klingon, who are just too big, too strong for Miami's bigs to handle. So I have a national championship of Arizona and UConn. So I obviously have Alabama, Marquette, and then Houston, UCLA. Looking at this now, I wish I would have taken Marquette here because all of the hyping up that I've done for them, I really do think that they could beat Alabama. I did take Alabama in my bracket, but if there is an Alabama Marquette game, I I really don't know who I would take. I, I I wish I would have taken Marquette looking at it now, but I actually do have Alabama beating Marquette. Um, and then I have Houston UCLA, obviously looking at Houston. Hopefully Sasser is back to semi-healthy, at least healthy enough to beat UCLA. So I actually have Alabama versus Houston in my national championship. So my national championship is Arizona and Texas. Phenomenal matchup. It's hard for me. It's hard. I went back and forth. But to me, defense wins championships. And Texas is an elite defensive team. Arizona's phenomenal offensively, but, you know, they're not known for their defense as well. So as Quinn Ewers said, or not Quinn Ewers, uh, Sam Ellinger, we're back. I think it's horns up down in Austin. Basketball school. Rodney Terry gets contract extension. You know, I just think, you know, winning the Big 12 tournament did a lot for me. That was probably the best conference this year. You know, they're elite defensively, can score offensively, play together. 
you know, not a lot of people are taking them to see for a reason. I'm taking the Longhorns. That's a good pick. Texas, Texas is really good. And, and again, the Big 12, arguably the best conference in college basketball this year. They last two national championships have been from the Big 12. So that wouldn't be a half bad pick based on the odds. But um, for my matchup of UConn and Arizona, um, I think UConn made a historic run to get here, a four seed making the national championship. Unfortunately, though, I, I, I think for them that, that Tommy Lloyd is going to cut down the nets and in Arizona would, would win the national championship. I have obviously Houston, Alabama here. Um, like you guys both said, when you guys said Alabama would not be able to beat Arizona, I think that is going to factor in with the freshman play. You know, Houston has some guys who have been there before. Um, so I think Houston takes care of Alabama in the national championship. So I have Houston winning the national championship. By the way, by the way, in Houston, keep that in mind. I like it. So this sort of recap, you know, I got, I got Texas winning it all. I got Michigan state, Tom Izzo making a deep run and going into next season. It's going to be very interesting and nice to see, but. I don't know how anyone's going to contain a Bruce Stewart and Roddy Gale backcourt. So that might be a future prediction for next year's March Madness. So that, that's my champion, my Cinderella, and my 2024 March Madness pick. Way too early. Um, I want to give a little shout-out to the NIT, um, the National Invitational Tournament. Uh, the Ducks had a 30-point win last night. So if you're filling out your NIT brackets, just know that the Ducks uh, the Ducks are, are coming for the for Vegas. We're, com- we're coming for the uh, – NIT championship because Xavier won it last year and they're a three seed in this year's tournament. So keep that in mind. Hopefully the mojo of, of doing successful in the NIT will carry on the next regular season. Is the NIT in Vegas, the championship? Yeah. It's the Orleans. Yep. Yep. Nick, you, you, you got no yeah, you uh, final days for yours. Anything you want to put I mean, out I there? Just think, I just think Houston is the, most complete when healthy. So I think Houston's just going to take care of business. I will say dark horse for next year. I think there's a, I believe they're the running rebels. I think they won a turn a national championship back in 1990. Um, I think, I think seeing them in the tournament next year is a huge possibility and dark horse 2024. I could see a final four of UNLV Oregon, uh, Ohio State, and I honestly don't care who the fourth team is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And if that <laughs> happens, I would love to see in the Final Four Oregon UNLV first because the animosity <laughs> that 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 would be content. If the basketball gods want content, because after that game, we immediately have to hop on a pod episode. And I would just love to be able to sit back, let you two go at it. Uh, that 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 would be a dream. <laughs> That'd be a dream, but now this was fun. We'll see uh, whose picks are right. Um, looking forward to you know this March Madness. It's fun. It's gonna be exciting to see. Now shout out, shout out Michigan State, my Cinderella team. Our boy Jackson. Think think they can make a deep run. Think the Longhorns are gonna make me look very smart here. And you know going into soft season, I mean, I don't know what the future odds are, and I'm not allowed to tell people betting advice. But Roddy Gale, Bruce Thornton, Thornton backcourt. It's going to be hard for anyone in America to stop that next year. So use your money wisely, but 
As always, it's been fun. Long episode, but good. If you listen this far, you're a true believer. Appreciate it. If not, oh well. Shout out Nick Moore. I know you're listening right now. But as always, PPP out. Peace.